I have been glad to find someone who champions patterns as much as I do because it's mm. very rare. There's still a lot of work to do and especially around biases and trying to spend our bias long enough to help each other and collaborate as humans and really get back to seeing the human, not yeah. all the other things. It's made me passionate to have the conversation and still see that there is a gap. There really still is a gap. I don't know yeah. the answer to that, but that's why we're here. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. to the decision table where we have a conversation and I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better on the table and you know part of the reason we're having these conversations is because I think that it's really easy for us as humans to just look from what we see yes and then maybe even just do what we've always done or thought is the only option, the only way to do it. And so part of us having these conversations on the decision table is to look through different lenses. And I have a theme, and this yep. theme, our lens we're looking through is, is another white paper that I'm going to be writing, which is on the importance, I believe, in uh-huh. exercising the muscle of human intelligence. And so uh-huh. it sounds kind of like, wow. Yeah you know, big and and it kind of is, but in the same way, it's as simple as this, that I believe human intelligence is literally the data that we have in our brain. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and depending what we do with that data, depends what we will get as results, depends what we do, the choices we make. There's a whole lot of things and really... I'd love to know what you think when you hear that or does that just kind of freak you out? No, I mean, I I agree with that on some level, but I guess from my perspective, I would probably go maybe in a little bit of a different direction and because, you know, we've got like DNA, we're coded from generations before. So I would say when I think about intelligence, it's, It is that, absolutely, like the things that we've learned and the experiences. Um, But I think we already come coded with a lot of intelligence that was. Oh, definitely, definitely. So here's the the cool thing about this is that it's not just the data that you collect from what is involved in now and where you're going, but I talk about decision DNA. So the culture, like you already have DNA within your decision making, within your DNA making. And then, of course, like you said, you know, there's things that have come from maybe environments or the past or, you know, certain things like that. So that is, you're totally right, is all what we talk about when we talk muscle, um, human intelligence. And here's the thing. I'm sure there's probably even other things that maybe I haven't even thought of that could be included into that and help to make our data. So just a little background for me is that I love patterns. And so this whole thinking came from the fact that, 
I I kind of like to hack things and figure out the most effective way to get to a place or think about it or or move and get the fastest results that I can. And so that's where this fascination came out of was I realized with clients or, you know, with a lot of the partnerships that I do across the world is that we actually can be way more effective when we're smarter humans making yeah. smarter decisions. Yeah. Um, what do you see? Do you think Do you think that humans are making smarter decisions right now? What are you seeing? What's your thinking around that? I think I think in some ways we are, and then I think there is seems to be like a loss of a lot of just basic common sense. So as much as we are moving forward in a lot of ways, we're losing, I guess, some of the basics. But I love that you talk about patterns because I know for myself or when I'm coaching people, if there is a block, it's because they always seem to be recycling in that same pattern, right? So if we collapse the pattern, they can then move to the next thing. So I'm pretty obsessed with patterns and have realised that, you know, if I'm being held back or not getting the things that I want or achieving, it's always that it just looks different, but it's the same pattern over and over again. Hmm. So tell us more about that. What are you what are you seeing as patterns that people get stuck in? Yeah, look, I think it's a lot of the work that I end up doing and unpacking for people really goes back to I guess the childhood time. So mm. and then the relationships with their parents or how that played out. So because it's it is formative and we know that it's a formative time, what happens is they carry that same cycle into adulthood. So mm. um, I'd probably best use myself as an example, not someone else. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I love how we do that as humans. Yeah. You know that person over there. Actually, yeah. why don't we just talk about this one? Why don't we just talk about myself? Um, yeah, and my own issues that I've had, <laughs> which are plenty, by the way. I've unpacked a lot. Awesome. Um, well, let's let's hear about yeah. it. So you know, like I had this um, the self sabotage pattern. You know, that came out of a, a childhood thing from being empathetic of my own upbringing and situation and so I was just coded and patterned for that and mm. so I went on that journey of you know so in a practical sense I would build these beautiful amazing profitable businesses and then I would do something or I would get sick yeah. or I would sabotage it and even in a lot of ways that started to spill over into relationships that I had of course and so I went on this journey of trying to fix myself, you know, let's do the NLP and let's do all the things. And those helped, but they almost were just like a, a band-aid. Band yeah. <laughs> that was just like this band-aid. It was like a, I was still the ticking time bomb was wrapped yeah. up like this until I realized it actually was just knowing the pattern, collecting the pattern and really, you know, moving on and creating a new story. So when I talk to people and there's patterns of sabotage, it, it usually is you're just playing out a pattern in all different areas of your life. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? I love what you're talking about around the whole pattern thing. That's yeah. so something I'm fascinated with. Yeah. Here's the thing. We all have a story, right? You've got your yeah. story. I've yes. had my story. I don't know about you, but my story was very much, um, you know, I was brought up in an environment right from a very young age where I went in and out of homes. And there were so many different things that happened and helped to create 
what at at one point in my life was quite a quite a broken person but it was a broken person because I had learned behaviors from my environment yeah I didn't know what I didn't know and so I only knew what I had kind of moved in and out of and there were many you know conflicting and confusing Uh, (laughs) right uh concepts ideas things like that and so when I had hit a crossroad and I remember it really distinctly at the at when I was really probably the early 20s it literally was like it, I, I, well I remember it very distinctly so it was about 21 and I remember looking going if I continue this way I'm actually yeah. not going to be alive for many many more years like yeah. literally it was so destructive the life that I had got myself into in that way yeah. and and I remember thinking I need to figure out how to disrupt this pattern like I literally oh. started doing that because I I had already I was that kind of person that became quite analytical and and going okay so why did they um, and I did say they because I worked with a lot with young people and I go, why are they successful and they're not? Yeah. Why? And yet they've had the best upbringing and they're not successful. But these who have had nothing, oh, my goodness, look what they're doing now and where they're going. And, yeah. and you know, it was fascinating in that way. And I go, well, how how does that work and what if I could hack that? and figure out then, hmm, if I'm not going to have this as my story, end up dead, then what would my story look like? What was that moment for you when you sort of realised that patterns and things were something that maybe you could start working towards and figuring it out? Yeah, well, like you were speaking to me, like I probably, my childhood was probably on the other end. Like I had a lot of privilege in my childhood, you know. It was lovely family life. I went to very good education schools, wow. you know, and I'm, I'm also Māori, so I was in a predominantly white, you know, middle, upper school, which was amazing. Yeah, right, wow. But, um, I, you know, I saw the same things that you're talking about. You know, how was it that, you know, maybe me and my friends who have, you know, minimal resources or less than yeah. resources are still managing to push through and and hit these goals. And, w- like, what is it about people? Yeah. And I, I think when I was younger, I realised that everyone kind of averages out. Do you know what I mean? And then there are people who do a little bit extra or what I realised is if I worked on myself and recognised things and moved over blocks, I would move up whereas everyone else averages out. But I would, I had a lot of pivotal moments, but in my, when I was in high school, we were, and I remember this, it was it was an awesome moment, but also terrible when I think <laughs> about it. There was an incident where there were drugs in the school, right? So this is a yeah. school. What they actually did was they just took all of the, brown girls and yeah. assume that it was us yeah okay wow. put us in, we were put in a room and it was assumed and it wasn't us and we were saying it's not us because first of all we all play sports so we don't really do that anyway yeah um, and that's what we lived for and yeah and we don't really have the money for that 
So yeah. it's not us. That's um, so true. Yeah. yeah. We, you did, we just didn't have the resources for that. It just yeah. so, but, but we just weren't believed. So I, I was like, that kind of moment was like, okay, so I don't want to be in that position again. So what are the things that, you know, I can do or develop myself or push myself harder so I'm not, don't experience that, which is yeah. a, and I've moved past that because it's quite a negative experience to propel yourself from, but yeah. it's, it was like one of those, you know, turning points. It's funny because you, you, you know, you say it's a negative and, and I remember you saying you kind of live on the sunny side of, yeah. of life, right? What I find interesting is that I'm so much sunnier and positive in life when I learn from my, uh, I, I don't even think of it as negative things, but my learning grounds. Like I yes. literally, it's it's one of those things that, you know, as a young person, I was never allowed to fail. If I did, there were huge consequences. Wow. I was trying to be that perfect child so that I wouldn't upset people. And so there was always this expectation, whether it was mine or those that were around me, where I felt that I had to be up to a certain level. If not, yeah. then I was letting people down. Yeah. So, you know, and this is interesting because when you have things like that, you tend to take it into your latter years. You tend yeah. to do things. So, like, if I move that into the professional world, into business, then it was I didn't want to fail. I yeah. wanted to make sure that before I put anything out, it was always perfect. Yeah. And if if anyone that's ever been in business knows that will hold you back and actually totally limit you to to the results that you can yeah. here's the thing we as humans tend to default back to what we know yes what do you do or how do you help clients then not to default back and start what i would say start yeah. using that muscle or exercising the muscle you know like so i have my own mentors for myself because i can't mentor myself through the process i've never been able to which i will mm. share with you who they are because they're incredible but we basically unpack the behaviour and then we'll just go back through and ask them a few questions about when they're younger. And a lot of times I can say, do you know, can you think of a time when you were younger, and it's as simple as this, that you, you know, have the same feelings or it's triggering you? Because your subconscious and your body does the work for you. You can feel mm. it. That's mm. the right thing you, um, if someone has enough awareness around that. And so then we just unpack the pattern from then and then look at how that has oscillated into their into their life now. And then just, you know, basic things to let them let go of it. Like most of the time it was someone else's issue on top of you. It, it wasn't who you were and it mm. wasn't something that you did. It was conditioning from everyone else. So giving yourself permission to let go of that story of, of everyone else's stuff on top of you letting that go and then recreating a new story but a lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize that one they don't realize that they are living because they got other people's stuff on them and so that's how they live and then the second piece is people don't really realize that they can rewrite that you know so those are the conversations that i'm still having people are like yeah. what do you mean you can rewrite? I'm like, yeah you can choose you don't that's not even really who you are anyway so who would you like to be Interesting because so a lot of my work is very, very similar in the way that the pattern side of it. But here's the thing that I do know, and I've seen 
constantly with the patterns is yeah. that those that want to choose to do it can yeah. rewrite that to a new pattern and yeah. and that is a permanent thing those that don't necessarily want to choose it but want the change yeah that's a whole different ball game what do you that's see not, in that case yeah, no. i mean look some i i think yeah because i used to feel frustration around that right so they'd be like yeah, i want to be too. i want the change but they ain't yeah they ain't doing the change so yeah. I frustration but or the change takes so long right yes, yes. so two years later three years later i felt yeah. like we're still dealing with that same thing now here's the thing i don't have those people in my world anymore because i realized they weren't the right people for me to work with and there's lots of people to work with those yeah. but i have to say yeah. when i worked constantly with it what was fascinating was those that made a decision and can make decisions once they realized what it was or all the different patterns and the thinking around it, the ones that made the decision, oh, my gosh, the growth was phenomenal. Yeah. Those yeah. that didn't would default back, go back to sabotaging, go back to the default yeah. systems that kind of had their default DNA. Yeah. Uh, but I, I always found that fascinating because I'm, I'm the kind of person that, hey, if you tell me, and you back that up with data and I see the benefits of that beyond what I know now, then I will do that and I'll make a decision on that. Yeah. You know, I... But not um, everyone is like that and I'm realising that a lot. Uh, no, I don't think everyone is like that. But I think one of the key things I've realised after coaching people, even though I'm technically a business coach, but it always spills over into this type of coaching, yeah. is that people... Well, once I explain what is on the other side of the change, mm. they are like, oh, okay. Because if they don't know what's going to occur on the other side of that change, they're just scared. The, the brain's like, no, we're not doing that because we don't know what's happening over there. Um, and I was speaking to somebody this morning who, you know, unfortunately had a lot of abuse in their younger years and they want to change, they keep sabotaging the patterns to, you know, to try and go and get help and stuff like that. But once they realise that on the other side, what that would look like and what they could start to do, and no, just no one had ever told them. They were like, oh, okay, I can handle that. I can deal with that. Um, so sometimes it's, for some of my clients, it's just lack of knowledge or lack of knowing what the, the pattern or the transformation process really looks like. And once they see like a journey, they're like, oh, I, I can probably handle that or that's going to be worth it for me. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because even you said it just before and it was like, yeah, but normally I'm a business coach and I do this. And I go, this is where I think is really interesting yeah. is that I think that there is too much separation on this, that yeah. I'm a human first. That means I come as a whole person. So yeah. how I do it personally, how I think, how I'm wired that way is going to have an effect on my business, is going to. And I and I find it fascinating that we kind of will often go back into conversation, yes, but I do it with, with this around this. And I'm like, well, if you do it like that and you know that the benefits of those when we disrupt that pattern to change it to something else, that that's actually going to happen in our business, in our organisations, whatever it is, right, that yeah. you're doing in your professional space. But yeah. we have a gap between this. 
I think tend, look, right? I, I think so. I'm still trying to bridge the gap too, right? Because I still separate it out. But if you can collapse a pattern in one space, it's gonna yeah. allow you to move it yeah, exactly. So it's I'm so glad you brought it up because a lot, for a lot of years, even I believed, and I know a lot of people still believe, you know, yeah. they believe that there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Or they believe that, you know, because this thing happened to me. And then when you realize it's a pattern, you're like, what? You know, when I first heard yeah. it's actually just a pattern, I was like, so there's nothing wrong with me then? Like, no, it's totally. just a and, yeah. and I think that's that's such an interesting yeah. piece because so often when we think differently, do things differently, that we do wonder, hey, I'm not looking like everyone else. I'm not doing it the same way. Is there something wrong with me? You know, yes. it's that moment. And, yeah. and I think that if we are to disrupt the patterns and we take this back up to, say, business into the global space for me across the globe with leadership, it's an interesting concept. Like if we if we are needing to disrupt patterns yes. and we know that we want to see change because we know, like if, even if we just think of it like this, that the global economic, the global sort of environment, and social space right now there are so many challenges right yes. like there is yes and yes. and we go okay so some of these might need disrupted there might be some patterns that we wow. need to think of how can we do this better yes. if we are as individuals we struggle because there's a part of us that we're not bringing as a whole imagine what that's looking as a global space yeah yeah. We're like well, these individual pieces everywhere, right? Yeah. Are we? I don't know. I'm questioning it. And, you know, and I think here's the problem is that that gap widens yeah. for as long as we start just going, well, when you're doing this, that's all you are. Yes. But my thinking is, and I always talk about this, but that we need to now come back to the table, the decision table, and go, what if we saw everyone as humans first and then yeah. we built things out of that? Yeah. And this is where I go, humans, uh, um, awesome humans, uh, you know, got come with like the, it evens the playing field out because when you come to the table, we're humans first. We bring our distinctions. So a lot of people talk about diversity, but I think there's a lot of negativeness around that and yeah. it's actually widening it. So I talk about distinctions that you bring to the table. We need humans bringing their distinctions and in that way being able to think better, think more effectively, disrupt patterns so that we can disrupt the wider patterns. Any yeah. thoughts around that? I, I definitely align to that. I think that I think we are moving into that space. I think we've come out of this really long conditioning of, you know, and even I just said it in this conversation, of you're a separate person or you're a different person yeah. in each of these roles. Like I'm this. And so, but we are seeing, I find, and people are really leaning in to do the work so that you can, or they're just saying, I'm, if, I, if I'm not fully accepted, I'm not doing it anymore. So... Mm. Moving out of that scarcity of, you know, like 10 years ago, you just shut your mouth and you did the thing because yeah. that's what it was. But we, 
we have there has been pattern disruption along the way and some I think about it maybe in terms of maybe it was like you know the parents right and then there's this new generation coming through who absolutely if you're not accepting all of them they're not going to play the game and that's from parenting so you know parenting and and really it is back to parenting so I think in a lot of ways they have already started to disrupt what the world's going to look like yeah so here's the thing so we know that we can disrupt that way and things like that but here was something you brought up earlier on they they saw the brown girls thought that they were the ones with the drugs so bias then plays a play here right yeah how does that play when it comes to us disrupting what's happening across the world right now uh i think that oh that's a hard question because the bias is so strong right isn't it it really is so does that then make it almost impossible does it not if what how do we look at that i think you know and and even i have my own biases and i think it's maybe education and conditioning yourself to to come to the table with nothing do you know what i mean Mm. with no assumptions and with nothing and how do we do that come on how do we do that each one of us we have to put our blinkers on and we go we haven't looked at anything heard anything yeah yeah, you kind of do look i don't know if you ever will because we are coded in a certain way but i think if you can in a lot of ways if you can just uh you know and we talk about it in business right if you can just suspend your bias or your disbelief or your belief long enough to listen Mm -hmm. It, it just naturally happens. So the brain's like throwing out all the biases when you meet someone, but if you can just suspend that long enough to see the human, then the brain recodes itself with it's that such person. A funny, it's such a funny thing. Like I, you know, this is an in, literally, bias is such an interesting thing because even this last week I've been in situations that have actually devastated me, by the way, where yeah. people have like worked with me for years seen me in a particular light and because of that they have just they've they've literally not heard me yes and they definitely never give me a voice at the table like it's really and I go have we not grown enough have we not built enough trust or confidence in our own I don't know what it is that um, we, we can leave these biases behind. Why are they still literally rearing their ugly head? Like it, yeah. it actually blew me away and I was devastated. I've This week has been a really tough week yeah. because I thought that this old style of leadership had yeah. gone out, that it was worn out and that we do not even have to go back to this again. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, that old style of leadership serves some people. So they're going to fight as much as hard as they can to keep it. So yeah. and I, I don't really know the answer to that, but I guess like you in a lot of ways because I don't align to that. So yeah. I go and create my own community and I move over here. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I can stay over there and, and join in on the battle and play the egoic game and do that if I want. But... It's so go. it's so tiring. It's so draining. Oh, like I just, like, yeah. you just don't go be, there. And it can't be healthy, right, for the other yeah. person. That's what I figure. 
we we know that it would have an impact on the body. You're just like like and you don't they don't need to do it. But so here's still- the, here's the question though that like from that right is do you stay in it? Because you are you are bigger than that, you have to bring change because you're in there. Or do you go? I, you know, there's always that balance, right? Do you go? Okay, that's not my people. I'm just going to keep doing it over here. Because here's the thing, you know, the reason that there's no darkness is because there is a little light that may shine there, right? Yes, correct. Well, how, how do we how do we know that's a time where we stay in there? And a yeah. time where we move away from. Look, I will still play the game. That's what I call it, right? Like playing the game where I don't necessarily get into that, but I'm a part of something. And it's usually just driven by my values and how much I want to see change in that that area and that aspect. Because because if you're going to stay in an environment like that, then you better have some resilience and some fortitude to take the hits. Because that is what that environment's like. Um, it's which is I think is okay right it's okay to get in the battlefield sometimes get your hands dirty and get into that well I think it's actually necessary I look I think so too you know when you think of I guess even over history all of the big monumental changes there was always drama and resilience and tension around that for change you have to have that it's just I mean it's science so you can, you know, you can choose to participate. I often but, just choose to participate. I enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. See, I yeah. think tension helps build our muscle of human intelligence. I think tension uh, is part of that learning ground. I mean, yes. you know, you talked about sports. I love sports and in fitness. I mean, I was in the fitness industry. I love like I was kind of fascinated to be honest with uh bodybuilding side of it and and so you know um it, it fascinated me what you could do with a muscle literally and yes. and the from pushing it to a degree to then actually giving it space to recover and then going a little bit of tension on there and yep. then it was like that was enough to push it to its next level and it was and I think of that often with us as a learning ground it's like you know our journey is never ever just a linear journey it's not it's not that you just do one step and it's like straight ahead it's all these different pathways and I think that part of that pathway there is those learning grounds of the tension yes where it's it's pulling and working that muscle um, but I don't know that that's healthy to stay in for big big chunks of time. I don't know that that's a, um, well, I know it's not healthy to be totally immersed in that. And you have to learn how to then refuel and and, yeah. and have things that are going to build you up as well and fill that up and and bring in those happy hormones and the fun hormones and the whatever else you know that kind of help us to to be again that whole person yeah yeah and i think and i mean i believe tension is necessary to make change i think in those difficult situations too sometimes you can you just need to stand in it and i guess stand in your truth right which is what we hear um, yeah. Sometimes that involves some level of confrontation and just calling people out. So, 
there is, you know, and that in itself, doing that gives you growth and, and is full of tension. Okay, so how do you like confrontation? How do I like confrontation? Yeah. I'm yeah. So, I What I do is I always give someone the benefit of the doubt, right, even though it usually is very clear through actions what it is they're doing or their intention or what they're trying to do. Plus yeah. I, I live on intuition so I can feel out what's happening. Um, and then I give them as much space as, as I can and as much grace as I can to for them mm. to, you know, pull pull back or or change direction. But if I feel like it's going too far or I feel like I'm being not heard or even on some, like if I'm giving respect and I'm not getting back, I just call out the behaviour, not the person, you know, I just say, you know. This, yeah, um, I think that's the distinction, yeah. isn't it, that it's yeah. it's not the person but it's the behaviour. Yeah. I think that was a great way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, many people, I mean, I think it's just human sort of trait we, yeah. do, we don't tend to want to go to something that's maybe confrontational, right? Like we kind of want to yeah. go to the positive, yeah. the happy space. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, again, it's part of the learning curve is confrontation. I, I know that you can sort of get past things much faster and grow at a much faster pace when you don't let it build up but that yeah. that's actually not always been a natural thing for me to do yeah as a female here's yeah. here's his real talk as a female when you've confronted when you call the behavior out yeah what's been the response from others oh. around you yeah, look, it's it's um, if it's two males, the response no. tends to be the same, you know. So it's I'm irrational, you know. I, it's emotional. They make it emotional because they're just deflecting, even though I factually caught out the behaviour. Um, with other women, it it is not the same. They don't tend to respond well to confrontation uh, face to face. So they do other things, undermining. Um, those types of behaviours. What would be the, some of those things? The undermining. Um, the undermining would be to you know speak to other people on that circle to pull them on side. It would ah, be yes. So uh, maybe attack the point of view or the project or whatever. Mm. Um, or and it can even be getting personal. So yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're gonna if you're going to to engage in confrontation, that is that is the other side of that that you have to deal with. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. See, here's the thing. What I find is that males have been unreal. Like, honestly, males yeah. are really straight up. So for me, it has yeah. been a really easy conversation. And in, in yeah. the majority of males, it actually hasn't been an issue. Yeah. There's the odd one. And, again, I think it's more about their biases yes. um, that have come into play and in, in when it's come to something like that. But I have yeah. to tell you, it's the females that I found the hardest. Like yeah. either females love me because I'm I'm very decisive. Yeah. I'm very clear. I don't muck around. I you know, I I think that we have 24 hours in our day. Let's yeah. make them the best 24 hours for everyone. That's going to add value to humans going forward. So I don't I don't put up with things. And that is because I've done that enough in my life and I'm kind of doing catch up and yeah. you know going, you know what? I want to live every day knowing that I have lived every day humanly possible the best I could, right? Yeah. 
And so things that maybe I would have put out with in the past, I'm just like, you know, don't need to, don't want to, I'm out of there, whatever. Um, But I have to say, it's the females that will take it to heart. It's the females that will go, oh, who does she think she is? Yeah. That that upsets me. Yeah. Like I, I do have a theory on, on this. Tell me the theory. I want to know the so, theory. I, I think what's happened to what, like I agree men are very straight up. So you can get a lot of things done, right? You just you yeah, just say. I love it. I'm a results-orientated person. So it's like, yeah, and then, bring it on. And then they don't hold grudges. You move on. Yeah. That's what, I've, what I have realised over the years with women is women are so conditioned to not even like themselves right from a very young age you're just told like you're not good enough you're not pretty enough you're not smart enough like from yeah yeah so then the you know then we become adult woman and how can I accept you as you are if I can't even accept me as I am Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a big part of it and so if I you know if I, I I've done my work so I can stand in my power and like hold space for other people and appreciate them. Even if I don't see eye to eye, I can still appreciate them. But, but, you know, there was a lot of work that had to happen to get over the conditioning of you're not good enough, you're not. Mm. It's like women start with that default and they probably don't even know, right? Or maybe they do know, but they don't realise how much it impacts their relationships with other women. Wow. Yeah. I like that theory. I'm I'm pretty close to that theory. Having yeah. heard that theory as well, um, yeah, you know, like you know, your own work, so you can hold space for other great women and appreciate them, even if you don't agree with them or you make totally. And fun. and that's whether it's women or males or yeah. whatever. Like I literally, you know, I I hold space because. I do, I, you know, my whole thing is I want to give voice to humanity because I think that, you know, um, it's one of the reasons I I hate with absolute hate and I don't really hate anything is yeah. human trafficking. Yes. Is because I think it's the ultimate place where humans have had their rights taken away and their voice taken away and, you know, to me that is, that is, the worst thing another human could do to another human yes and here's the thing that sounds so dramatic so the extreme yet so many people do it whether it's at the decision table whether it's in you know as a parent to a child whether it's in systems that we have in place and or the biases that we put in place or the conditionings that we have in play you know all these things are taking voice away from humans and and even though I may not agree with the other person I always want to be able to give platform so that there is a space for someone to have their voice and and I think that until we do that um, you know, change is, is is a difficult thing because we're only hearing a part of that. And yeah. so our decision-making, our thinking, our developing of our DNA actually is only created through the lens of the little small pieces that we have as our data in our brain yeah. to then filter out of. Because, yeah. you know, output will only be from what's input. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And if you're, and you, you know, we're molding our life experience through bias. So how are you going to expand? Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a huge conversation. But Isn't it? It really that. truly is. Yeah. And I think, and I think that we're not having enough of it, which is why this is one yeah. of the lenses at the table this month, because yeah. I think it's important. I, uh, you know, and the more we get to, it's funny, you said things like, you know, those comments, you'll never amount to anything. Well, I was one of those kids that got told that all the time. Yes. So yes. I grew up thinking that my my thinking was so different and the fact that I never thought like anyone else, I didn't do things the same way, that actually yes. that was because I was dumb. I was stupid. Yes. Like literally thought that for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, though, is funny now? Turning the tables around, all of those things, the differences, the the fact that I do think different, the fact that I've created so much through the pattern work that I do yeah. has meant that I'm now kind of the smart one in the room, you know what I mean? Like as in they're yeah. like, wow, we like this thing. Yeah. We don't yeah. really understand it all the time, but we kind of like what you're talking about there. Yeah. And so yeah. it's been an interesting journey because that is not the norm. No, no, definitely. No, your journey is definitely not the norm. I'll give you that definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's not really anyone else there like you, that's for sure. And I know But that's the good thing. And by the way, the oh. world doesn't need another Kiri Marie. Oh. One's quite enough for the world yeah. to cope with. But yeah. here's here's the amazing thing around it is that I'm so glad that I have learned from from all those moments looking into what yeah. was I told? How did that create a pattern in me? And then yeah. is that going to serve me as I continue forward? Actually, no. Let's yeah. let's <laughs> disrupt that and interrupt it and make a, you know, wire it to a different pattern. And uh, that has been fascinating and, and continues to be. And that's yeah. why I think as humans, part of the importance of, you know, using this muscle of human intelligence is the fact that we can exercise it and keep evolving because yeah. we're learning more. Yes, yes. And it's, again, back to the patterns. We need to do more work on patterns and highlighting patterns and showing people what that means because if they knew that, we wouldn't, that would collapse a lot of things and help a lot of things evolve. But don't you think even this conversation is probably going to be a conversation people are going, what are they talking about? Yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. I think that. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe oh, that's I'm, my bias and everyone's yeah. going to understand exactly what we're talking oh, about. No, you know, <laughs> I think people know what their patterns are. People know, know what Do they though? Do they truly know I their patterns? Maybe they don't and maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's our mission, you know, to go back and just. Do pattern 101 so people okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you on this everyone right. knows patterns everyone understands <laughs> why are we still got some of these bias and conditionings and mess across the world if everyone knows it i think because what we have not um maybe figured out or maybe we need to work past or look at is the level of social conditioning that happens to a human from a young age. Mm. So it is very hard to, to, because to, you are, with social conditioning, you are fighting yourself in every single experience you have ever had. 
yeah. before you can even form a your own your own true opinion, right? So you would know there's that point in your life where you know you believe in a religion because your parents do, or you believe in politics because your parents do, and then you may not evolve from that space, or you may evolve from that space. So a lot of people are actually walking around not even sharing their true voice, their true opinion, their true like soul message of who they are. They are like really living and sharing from experiences in life, which is fine. But imagine if we got to meet the real. But see, here this is where I would go back to it going, is it because they don't even know that that's a pattern, that they don't even know that that's even something that is, like I always go back to, I I studied um, uh, performance and production work, right? I'm one of those crazies, literally, that that is, like I'm known as a global advisor and strategist. Here's the funny thing, I'm very analytical and strategic and logical. But there's this other side of Kira Murray. Yeah. And the other side of Kira Murray is extremely creative. Yes. And um, very innovative design. I love all of that, like literally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so so these are two extremes in themselves. But I put it down to, I've got, see, my theory is that I am ambidextrous. I, I work with my left and my right. Um, so I, I work on both sides of my brain yeah. and for a long time, I, I segregated it. I either was this person or I was that person. And then I learned that when I could combine the both, it was like, boom. And that kind of became my genius zone. Right. Yeah. But it was not something that I saw others do. Um, necessarily. And I hadn't met someone so crazy as I had, you know, like myself. And so I kind of had to learn how to do that. So I, I then learned when I start talking about things, I have to bring it back to really simple terms. So the reason I started telling that story was I learned production. And so one of the things in production is you learn about leads with sound, you know, putting in the soundboard. And uh, if you have that lead in the wrong place, oh, my gosh, the reverb, the feedback, the whatever, no sound coming out of that, whatever it is, right, it's pretty hideous. You put those leads in the right place, the sound is beautiful and the show must and will go on. Here's the thing. I think our brains like that. Often that there's been patterns that we've had leads and we've, Put them into these brain cells and that has kept this the behaviors and then the results that we've bought when you yeah. learn that those patterns can actually change when you can move those leads just stick it into another one yes. and then get a different behavior and actually get the result you want well here's the thing you have to kind of know what those patterns are to be able to shift those leads to then put them in the right place. I'm not convinced, even after this conversation, I'm still not convinced that people know what those patterns are or even want to know what those patterns are because the pain or the the work that might need to go into it to have to shift it out because it's been jammed in there for so long to put it in. Yeah, 
that's my most simple way of saying something that's very oh, intense oh, and very, you know. I totally got that. <laughs> I, totally, I received that. That was amazing. I think, and I agree on so many levels with you, but I feel like in my experience, in my coaching, yeah, the reason that they are not choosing, and I, you know, spoke about it earlier, or they're not making the move, is because no one knows what's on the other side of that. Now, ah, the unknown. Yeah. So once they have awareness of what's on the other side, so, you know, you've experienced it, you know, back to that story, he had experienced abuse, he wants to change, but then who is he without that story? What is he going to do? And then he has to grieve the loss of his life, right, because he didn't do this work before or this work wasn't available. Yeah. Not knowing what that looks like and then subjecting yourself to potentially more angst and pain and that's a hard thing to, to look at. So I think, um, one, there's not enough sharing and knowledge of the other side of things, yeah. you know, and not everyone's like us. Like, you know, I'm just assuming, but, like, I'm that person, I'm just, like, throwing myself off the cliff. I've always been like that and I'll just figure it out. But most people need a little bit of a, you know, manifesto and then a debrief of what it's going to look like uh can you can you explain it a bit more and then they may so relate to that piece okay but here's the thing i don't know about you but the pathway ahead is pretty uncertain right now there are so many things happening so much that could happen might not happen maybe so there's lots of uncertainty yeah. And it's not necessarily proven, which is why I think as leadership, yeah. as leaders going forward, that we should continue to evolve. And that's part of what the new approach, what I believe is the new approach to leadership is that it's actually not about the proven ways to be a leader and these do these principles, but it's actually about the fact that if we use different lenses we can yeah. continue to evolve because we're asking different questions. We're yeah. willing to learn as we continue to move along and shift the dial forward. I don't know. Yeah, no, look, look, and I agree. And I I will use the diversity word, although you, I think you used a different one. But distinctions, yeah. yeah. Distinctions, yeah. It's That is, we do need to do that. You know, you do need to push yourself outside of your zone to get a better, uh, to get a better result. It just is what it is. Because if you just continue in your same circle, you just get the same thing different day. So, um, the, how do you the, how do you do that? Uh, like I, I actively um, seek out mentors of all different, you know, even people that I wouldn't necessarily align to as people. Yeah. Just as long as they're different, they might have a different perspective. Because there's always going to be something I'm going to learn. So I'm pretty active about seeking out various diverse mentorship and being you know I'll just take you know what I can get and learn what I can do um so I always encourage people to do that especially if they're like oh, I just seem to keep cycling and I'm not moving forward I'm like well maybe uh, do something different yeah, maybe do something different or work with somebody really different to you or you know so I actively do that. But I think in terms of the uncertainty on a global scale, yeah. I like I see that. I see the angst and I see the tension and I see like everyone's like, what the hell is going on? What's going to yeah. happen to us type thing? But I think it's pushed people to go inward to centre more, right? Yeah. It's pushed people into a position where they have to 
find resilience and security and their own safety within themselves. Where for so long, we've hung our security and safety net on jobs or, mm. you know, you know, whatever, or our role as a parent or, a, you know, wherever we get money or our parents, external security. This is the first, that's all been taken away. And this is the first time everyone's had to actually go within and try and find that. Mm. Yeah. What if people want help with that, want to know more about you? How do they find out about you? Well, you can find me under my name. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, if you would like to have more of a conversation on that. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. Hey, here's yeah. the cool thing. You know, I ask this of everyone that comes on here. But I think that, you know, one of the th reasons we have this is so that we do create awareness. And I love the fact that we've talked all things patterns. Yes. And we've gone down lots of rabbit holes to do with that. But it's part of the, definitely part of the way of increasing the muscle of human intelligence is yeah. when you can really disrupt some of those patterns that are not adding value to you that are not going to be beneficial for changing that old story to a new story it's it's going to keep you in those spaces where you sabotage where you don't want to be confronting some of those challenges in fact you run away from them yeah and i think uh you know this has been awesome that we can you know just actually enjoyed talking about patterns. I don't get to talk about patterns very much. You don't. So. I love patterns. So now you can message me about patterns. I have one more thing that I think is really important for people to hear is, and it relates to patterns really strongly. There is actually nothing wrong with you as a person. Yeah. When you understand patterns or when you start to look at your patterns, you actually realise you are fine. Yeah. It's just that you're playing out a pattern and that people are so hard on themselves and beat themselves up and really can start to destroy who they are because of a pattern. It really is that simple. So we are promoters of the pattern for that yeah. reason. Yeah, I love that. Um, so the question I want to ask you is because we have created an awareness around patterns. We've definitely talked about many things, yeah. all things patterns. Uh, what are you taking from our conversation? Uh, I have been glad to find someone who champions patterns as much as I do because it's mm. very rare. Uh, I think the other thing is that, you know, it does highlight that there's still a lot of work to do and especially around biases and trying to suspend the belief, you know, suspend our bias long enough to help each other and collaborate as humans and really get back to, like you said, just seeing the human, not yeah. all the other things. Um, it's made me passionate, you know, to have the conversation and still see that there is a gap. There really still is a gap. I don't know yeah. the answer to that, but that's why we're here. Exactly. And I think that that's the thing, right? And I love the fact that you go, I yeah. see that there is a gap. Yeah. And it's not that I know all the answers for it because, but here's the thing. I don't think that any of us know all those answers, but I no. think as a collective, as a collaborative, we have the answer when you put all those pieces together. And it makes yeah. up a beautiful um, pattern. And no. then we get that result that we want at the table. But the yeah. answer 
that's floating out there. We just need to all come to the table. That's out. Yeah, because it's it's like that. It's like everyone's got a piece of that puzzle, right? And and that puzzle's never going to come together if if it's all just scrambled over here. And I don't know. I'm very visual, so I just think of things when people say things. I go, oh, that's like a puzzle, you know. And and it's that piece of that puzzle. And exactly. If we put it all together, then that makes it the whole piece, you know, puzzle that we actually can figure it out. And I think this is the thing that I love about patterns is that it's all pieces of puzzles or pieces of the way that people have had a story up to today. And the great thing about it is that you can disrupt that pattern and change that story even today. And I think that's that's the exciting piece about it. And I think very much that it's the hope for an uncertain pathway is that a lot of this uncertainty is because you can't see that pattern or you don't know. But here's the funny thing is that patterns, you know, it's like we know one plus one equals two. So even though we couldn't see that two straight away, we know that when we put one and we put one, this is, and that's what patterns are like. So actually it gives a lot of security and safety in yeah. the pathway forward because you already have yes. what what is already the pattern thing inside. And I think this is what I love about this conversation and what I'm taking from this conversation yeah. is that there are so many layers around patterns. Yeah. And we've just started to scrape at the surface. But we've also, we've been able to say it in ways that I think is really clear, um, simple ways in which to to begin a conversation around something that can often be very intense, uh, can often feel what the heck is all this about, Um, And I hope that people can take from our conversation like I am today going, hey, I think it's there's really simple ways we can talk about patterns and very simple ways, you know, that we can start knowing that we are putting it in place and going to change some of these patterns that aren't serving every single one of us. Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Love Love that. that. Okay, so here's the thing. If you were leaving people, because we're going to finish the broadcast very soon, but if you are leaving people with something, what would they, what is it that you're wanting them to really remember? Or maybe it's something different. Yeah, it, no, it really is the same. Like I just want people to know that there really just is nothing wrong with you, that most of the time your angst and your anxiety and your doubt and fear about yourself is really from experiences and usually from other people and that if you if you knew that and you could listen to me say that to you and really embody that, you would, you know, be able to start your own healing journey. I think people beat themselves up so much and punish themselves when there are really, you know, if you knew that information, you wouldn't do that and then you would be able to start, you know, going on your path and and finding out who you really are and who you want to be in the world and really Mm. expressing all of who you are. Okay, so then I have to ask you a question. Okay. (laughs) Because you've done this work, because you've done a lot of work, to yeah. get yourself to where you are. What are you doing today that you wouldn't have done if you'd kept some of those patterns or a, a pattern or something the uh, same? 
Look, I wouldn't be uh, able to help people go through a healing journey. I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be making as much money as I am. Um, I would be part of, you know, some organisations that I'm part of. I think also the biggest change for me, which I really, this is what I really want for other people, is going through this journey has meant that I can now fully express my voice and who I am without being worried about what other people say or just really living in the truth of who I am and being okay with it. And so anything that I'm trying to do in the world, that really is what it comes down to. Wow. Well, thank you for being an amazing, awesome human that is sharing her voice. What a beautiful voice. What a... I I love the fact that you've done this hard work so that you can turn up and be the person that you are today. So thank you for putting in the hard work because I know there are definite moments that you have to work very, very hard to to disrupt patterns that have really been ingrained in us as humans. So thank you for doing the hard work. Thank you for what you are doing across, you know, in your sphere of influence. And thank you for being here today and sharing just your insights around all things patterns. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Thank you. No, it's a privilege to have you here and, um, you know, we could have kept talking for hours and hours about patterns. So We're going to keep talking in the DMs about patterns. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, I'm going to end this broadcast, but thank you and thank you to those that um, are listening here and those that uh, listen to the replay and make sure that... Uh, you know, you you really take on board some of the droplets of wisdom that have been brought to the table today. Share it, love it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you here again uh, on the decision table. So I'm going to end this broadcast, but don't you go away anywhere yet, Candice. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.